בסדר. They took it up. Back in the day when you used to be in the place, they take it up, then the kid bring somebody and say, now we're going to drop it down a little bit now. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that. You got to have that. Last week, we talked about the lukewarm church. And we talked about the body of Christ is the bride, right? And Jesus Christ is the groom, and he said he was coming back for the bride. And we used that as a marriage. Bride and groom is a marriage. And we talked about how he was upset at this church because it had be, its love had got lukewarm. And he said, I'd rather you be hot or cold, or I'm going to spit you out of your mouth, my mouth. And we talked about how so many, sometimes even in marriages, You can be married but, married, but not in the marriage. And it becomes lukewarm. Isn't that right? And some of you probably have experienced that or in a relationship like that. And so what we want to talk about today, because we're trying to, I, I, I'm a little concerned about the church, not like a church, the church, the body of Christ. If we have gotten lukewarm, uh, we've watered down the way we act, react, dress, talk, everything is lukewarm. And we need to get back on fire for Christ. Because the, the, uh, we see it all over the news that all of the things that are happening in churches. And uh, Satan has an all-out attack on the church. And I don't know if some of you all know it or not, but in the state of California, they're trying to outlaw Bibles. Look it up on the internet yourself. You can look it up. They want to, they want to vote to outlaw Bibles. Who ever heard of such a thing? They ought to have had enough sense, Brother Nathan, when they talk about outlawing Bibles. The, the, they're about to burn up up, up there. Yeah, that would be enough to let me know that maybe we need to change what we're doing. So, but this is true, and this is where it's at. And then a lot of that times we're working too hard for the wrong thing. You see, we're, we're working to please people. And I know if you've ever been a people pleaser, you see. And so we work hard at trying to impress folks. And so we'll do, go out of our way to impress somebody or somebody's. And people are fickle. You know how you know that, right? You fickle, right? Because half the time we don't know what we want, right? And so people waste a lifetime trying to get stuff. And all stuff deteriorates. I remember a long time ago buying a car that I thought I wanted a new car. And then I wanted to change my mind because I had a few weeks, I think it was. And they told me how much it depreciated when I drove it off the lot. You understand? And so, but you know, so we do this kind of thing. So the, I remember years ago, uh, I'm, I like gospel, and there used to be a song that only what you do for Christ will last. You may build a cathedral, large or small. You may build a skyscraper, grand or tall. You may conquer all the failures of your past, but only what you do for Christ will last. 
Some of you remember that. That's old school. And it goes, remember, only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for him will count in the end. Only what you do for Christ will last. You need to understand that. You need to understand that. You may seek earthly treasures, wealth and fame, and the world might be impressed by your great name. But when all your earthly cares of life have passed, then only what you do for Christ will last. Bottom line. Bottom line. Bottom line. I don't care about trying to impress people. I want God to smile on my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, God doesn't care what zip codes you live in. He doesn't care what your title is on your job. Come on here with me. Right? He doesn't care what kind of car you drive. You know, you might ask him for a car. He'll, just, he'll give you one that'll get you back and forth. Might be a Volkswagen. It'll get you back and forth. If you're blessed to get a Mercedes, it'll get you back and forth. But what he's concerned about is what you're doing for him. That's going to be the question today. What is your purpose for Christ? And, and, and how do you feel about your life right now? And I'm going to go very slow. How do you feel about your life right now? Let me tell you something before I get into the message. I'm living good. Ask me how, when it started. When I started doing everything for him up here. When I started doing for him, he started blessing me for everything else. He started giving me stuff that I couldn't afford. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because that's how he, as you all say, that's how he rose. You see, so we want to talk about that today, and I want you to get it, because this is Christmas time, right? Don't be filling up them credit cards over some foolishness. You see? You see, one of the best things you can do for your child is to lead your child to Christ. Huh? You understand what I'm saying? And people will go out of their way. They will spend money that they don't have. Right? And, and as our brother said earlier, like he's gotten in my message earlier, you're depressed because you can't buy somebody something that you think they want. Upset because you can't buy something maybe that they want. Give them what they need. You see, and that's the best I can do. Do you understand? Some of us grew up in a day where you got one gift. Remember those days you got one gift, and then maybe you got some shoes or something to wear for the rest of the school year. You see, I had a friend once, and don't y'all get up here with me because, you know, you can't say nothing now. Everybody's feelings are hurt. I, I had a friend named Maurice King, and he grew up, they used to have the projects here, some of you, in, and, and the projects were Wayne Miner's, what it was called. And they just stacked folk up on top of folks. And he said they were, their family lived in a two-bedroom apartment. He said they were happy and they thought they were doing good. And he said, we didn't know we was poor until the white folks told us. <laughs> no, he meant that, right. Oh, and he went on to play, play ball for KU and the Boston Celtics and some others. And he had came in and talked to our young people. And Sister Iris and Isaac and some of Mar- and all those people came in here. And he was trying to give everybody a message. Sometimes you got what you need. You don't need to seek anymore. Because that more you seek, he may be the very thing that'll bring you down. 
We see it with our stars and our people that are famous. We think they got everything and they're committing suicide and they own drugs and everything else to be able to deal with life. You see? So here's what we're going to do here at Christ Temple North. We're going to get it right. You know, we, I love my wife, okay? And she loves me. Some, I love some, some of y'all love me and some of you like me and some of you don't like me and you love me. <laughs> but here's the key to it is, only what we do for Christ is going to last in the end. You see? And then when you do that, he'll give you everything else. So here we go for Matthew 6, 19 and 24. Through 24, I'm sorry. Yes, and it'll be from the voice. <laughs> Some people store up treasures in their homes here on earth. This is a short-sighted practice. Don't undertake it. He said some people are too busy trying to get treasures in their home. You see, we all ought to know that. You've been watching TV, watching the news? What happened to them mansions in California? Gone. Have you looked at that thing and seen how that fire went through there and, and just took everything? What happened down south with the hurricanes? Gone. Right? Now they got a volcano over someplace and they got people moving out, right? So some folks were, some folks had put everything they had in their life into those homes. Excuse me, into those houses gone. If you have a house and, and that's just all you got, it's all destroyed. If you got a home, the house can be destroyed because the home of the people who live in it. Do you understand what I'm saying? But there's a lot of people who are living in tents and they don't have the insurance and the money and the stuff to ever replace what they had because they put more into that what they had than into life. And we hear so many athletes have great contracts and all of this and something happens and they file bankruptcy and their mothers lose their houses and all of this kind of thing. You know, because I know mama took care of me, but mama don't need a million dollar house. Yeah, 350 would be real nice. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> you see, and stay out of jail. Come on here, y'all know what's going on, right? Yeah, mama wants you to be a good kid. You see, but we, we get caught up in thinking that we have to have all this stuff. And stuff depreciates. Isn't that right? All right. Also tells us that moths and rust will eat up any treasure you may store here. And then moths and rust is going to eat up all anyway. Anywhere you have, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You see, I tell people all the time, I experienced this, you know, when I, when I got in my house, it was a lovely house, it was good, it was really nice, you know, and it, everything was going good. After a few years, guess what went out? The air condition. Then next, guess what? The furnace. Then once I had to get a roof. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Because things happen. You see, nothing that you have is going to be last. Nothing that you have is going to last. All right? And what is moth? And rust. Do I have that? Yes, you do. Okay. Moth is uh, figuratively that which gradually and silently eats, consumes, or wastes anything. All right. So right now, we're, we're sitting in here. Our houses, our cars, our clothes, and everything is getting eaten away with something. That's right. That you put all that money in, all that time in. That's right. And it's just going to be ate away. You understand? You know, when you get by a house, don't they? What is that there? Those little things that eat up the wood and everything? Termites. termites. You had to get a termite inspection, right? And then every so long, you have to go back and get another termite. 
you see, the termites are waiting to eat up everything you done paid. That's right. Uh, yeah, they down there wanting to destroy all that, all that you got. And see, termites don't care. But see, God doesn't care about your zip code, does he? Termites don't either. You understand? Rust doesn't either. All right. And rust is to become dull or lose power by inactivity. It becomes dull and it loses. That's everything you have. I remember when I bought the first vet, vet that I had. You know, I'm, I'm a vet guy. And it was, I was chilling, you know. And I went to get an oil change. It's been a long time ago. It cost me $100 to get an oil change. And then, so I went to look at the tires, right? And I thought you could rotate them. You can't rotate the tires on the vet, you see. And, and so when they gave me that $1,600 bill for tires, oh, yeah, that's what it costs to go on a vet, right? I mean, wait a minute. That didn't make, you know, in all my life I wanted a vet, you see. But I didn't know that it takes a whole lot of money to keep up the vet, you see. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. So I gave it to Isaac. He can handle it, all right? <laughs> That's true. Isaac, you got a gift. Uh, he, he looked at me, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying is? It was eating in, getting into my pocket, Sister Marvena. And it's caused me not to be able to buy some of the things I really like to do. You know what I'm saying? So, you see, so it's either, I'm trying to get you to understand, and I'm really being serious. We put too much in stuff. We put too much in stuff. I, I, I love these women, these stars. I didn't know they'd done this. I'm a little older than some of you all, but there was a person called Elizabeth Taylor. And uh, I can't think of her husband that bought her this big old diamond. Richard Burton bought her this humongous diamond. It was gorgeous. And then what she did is get something that looked like it and put the one he bought in a vault. I, and they do that. I ain't buying nothing I can't wear. If I can't wear it, what am I buying it for? Do you understand? It's just crazy. And guess what? It didn't keep her alive. Are y'all getting where I'm coming from? So let's get off this Christmas stuff. I'm about sick of Christmas anyway. You see, the non-Christians are upset because we talk about Jesus. The Christians are upset because they're talking about Santa Claus. The little people are upset because they're talking about the elves, or whatever they call them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Right? Animal rights are upset because they're mistreating the reindeer. <laughs> Everybody's upset about it. It's just stuff. It's just a day, people. Get, you'll be okay. That's true. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's true. Everybody's upset and depressed. You were right on it. Because it's Christmas. No. All that stuff is going to rust away. All that stuff and all those gifts, they're going to play with it for a little, and then they're going to toss it away, girl. You see, you understand what I'm saying? All right, keep going. You're learning something as you're laughing. We're going to have a good time, but we're going to get it real. All right? So not only do we have to worry about moths and rust, we also have to worry about thieves that may break into your homes and steal your precious trinkets. Yeah, you got, now you've got to worry about thieves. Sister Gwen said, she does all that stuff, and we can look, and you can look here. I have a flip phone. Y'all know that, right? 
got the phone. We can look at who's in our house at any time you're in the house, and you can put the whatever that thing is on. It drives me nuts because she's got it on. I'm coming home, and I got to rush in there and close the door. You got so many seconds to get there, punch <laughs> buttons, or the thing's going to call the launch in the house. Right, right, because we got to protect all that stuff, right? You got insurance on your credit cards. We try to protect stuff. And it's made our life just miserable because we all caught up in the stuff. And when you get stuff, you got to protect this stuff. And so that costs more money to protect the very stuff. And some of that stuff you don't need anyway. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or y'all understand, I'm trying to get you to live a life. I want us to have a happy holiday, a happy Christmas. And Christmas is about Christ. Isn't that right? And to enjoy the Christ because the only freedom you got for real is the freedom that you walk in Christ. Period. And see, we're walking around here. We ain't free now. We think we're free, but there's so many laws. You can't do this. You can't do that. You got to go. But only what you do for Christ will last. All right. Here we go. So instead, we are to put our treasures in heaven where moths do not attack. I'm putting my treasures in heaven. You know, when you go to a funeral, they always use that scripture. My good and faithful servant. Well done. I want to live that now. I want to make God smile now. Do you understand? By him, let me tell you what he's done. He's entrusted me with this ministry. That's a blessing. He's, some of you got good voices and some of you don't have good voices, but you have the, the initiative to want to sing for him and you're working. He's entrusted you with that. Do you see? That's what's going to make him smile. Not what I have. Because anything man's made is temporary. God wants you to have something permanent. And guess what he's giving me this permanent? Ask me what, Pastor? I smile because he's giving me joy. That comes from up here. People make you happy, don't they? Saying folks make you unhappy. Happiness is determined by happenings. Joy is a spirit quality. Only God can give you joy. Because I'm quite sure that my wife will tell you that I've made her unhappy sometimes. But she had her joy because God gave her that. You see, that ring I gave her just made her happy. And there's probably been some time she wanted to take it off and give it back to me. Come on here. Come on here. Yeah. But it's about joy. It's about what God gives you. But you got to make him smile. Is he smiling on your life today? Is God happy with who you are today? And what you're doing with your life? That's what the question is, okay? I told you I was going to go slow so we could get it. I didn't like this message at all when I was looking at it. Because it goes for me too. I don't get a pass. Because I'm up here. You see? Am I 100% in a relationship with Christ? My 100% in relationship with Christ. So that's the issue. It's where I'm at with Christ. Where's my relationship with Christ? Am I working harder to please the people around me more than I am for Christ? I found out something in my life. You want to know a secret? If you work hard pleasing Christ, the folks around you that count will be pleased. That's right. That's right. And those that ain't, you see, 
I tell people, you see, the only people get upset is the devil. There's only two people get upset. It's the devil and those who got the devil in them. Right? Because if you're doing it in God, you ain't got to worry about pleasing folks. Because if you're doing the right thing in God, folks will be pleased who you are that are spiritual. All right? And verse 21 tells us, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's what I want. Where your treasure is, where your heart's at. That's the question. Where's your treasure this morning? That's what uh, 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 Logan was talking about, really. That's what he's talking about. How are you going to be depressed over something, you know, and nothing wrong with it. I understand it. You see, most of you all in here that I know that's lost loved ones were saved. Bless you. They were saved. That's joy. <laughs> That's joy. You can be unhappy, but you can't have joy and be depressed. You can be happy to call it the blues and maybe have the blues, but I can't be depressed. I've lost family members. I've lost friends. I'm not depressed because I have joy because all those people are in the kingdom. So I'm not going to be depressed over the holidays. Wanting some, and some of them folks wouldn't even come back here anyway. You may be the reason some of them want to come back here anyway. <laughs> you see? You get what I'm talking about? We got this thing all wrong. We're going the wrong direction. We're trying to do this instead of this. All right? He also tells us in verse 24, no one can serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. If you try, you will wind up loving the first master and hating the second or vice versa. It's going to happen. You can't love two masters. You've got to love one or the other. You know, some of you all have probably been in a situation where someone had to make a decision whether you or the other. And you had to tell them, now, you need to make a decision. It's either him or me. Her or me. Because you can't love us both. Some of y'all know you've been in that situation. Come on. Boy, folks get up in church and get all crazy. Come on. Uh, like, I'm the only one that's lived life in this place. Right. Isn't that crazy? Wow, I'm telling you. Go ahead. They're just mad because they, they chose the other. Maybe that's it. That's it. That's uh, it. <laughs> All right, here we go. People try to serve both God and money. You can't do them both. No, you can't. You, you can't must, do them both. You must choose one or the other. You've got to choose one or the other. All right? I don't have to explain that. You've got to be on one side or the other. Right. All right? And it tells us in verse 33 from King James. And I love this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I told y'all, that scripture changed my life. When I done this, God gave me everything I wanted. I'm telling you, I got stuff now. Travis, I got stuff. I didn't get the stuff. Folks will be giving me stuff. They don't even know why they're giving me stuff. You know, I walk in and, and they be saying, well, no, we'll give you this here, this, because of here. I was going the wrong direction. I was going this way and I was broke. Trying to buy stuff. When I went this way, God started giving me stuff. You understand what I'm talking about? All right. And I'm, I know I'm with, I ain't talking something, I'm serious, y'all. God gives me stuff. You know, folk will just be giving me stuff. And I'm like, wow. God said, you went the right direction. 
stuff that you used to have to work and think about getting a part-time job to get, it's because you wasn't serving me. When you started serving and worshiping me, I started giving you stuff. That's a fact. I dare you to try that. Some of you in here got businesses and all this stuff. I dare you to put God first. Try it. You start getting so much stuff, you'll have to start giving me some more stuff. (laughs) Come on, I'm ready to go. Just thought I'd throw that out there, you know. (laughs) Hey. All right, so now we're going to start with verse 30 from the message. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? You ever look, look at the flowers, see how pretty they are? Some of you are not country people, but when you go down in the country and you look at the cornfields, the wheat fields, and the beans, you know, and you just look at it and it's just pretty down there. I, came, I grew up in the country. And you, we used to go down, sit by the river, you know, you all lake people, but we, was, we only had a river. You sit by the river and just sit there and watch stuff and see how beautiful it is. And, and the thing that just amazed me, how he created all of that. And, and, and there's a lot of birds in the country. And you look how pretty the birds are, red birds, I mean, just different kind of birds, and how pretty the birds are. The Bible said, this is Jesus talking, if he'll take care of them, don't you think he'll take care of you? That's right. Right? When you look at that robin and see how pretty the robin is, the red bird is, the blue bird. You look at that, next time you look at that and see how God does it, he'd do that for you. That's right. You don't hear them complain about how they look. That's right. Because they're in God's beauty. So what's, what's your problem? Y'all, y'all know who a handsome man is? You're looking at one. Because right. I'm pleased for the skin he put me in. I'm pleased with the hair I used to have, but it's bald-headed now. I'm pleased with who, if God wanted me to look like something else, he'd have made me look like something else. So if he was good with what he, I'm pleased with that, right? And that's some of the problems in here. That's that depression he's talking about. Folks trying to do all, no, 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 no. He took care of the, the, the flowers, the road, you know? He'll dress you. He's dressed you like he wants you to look. Don't be no man pleaser. I know God is pleased with me because he dressed me in this coconut brown skin. <laughs> he wanted me to be into something else. Yeah, come on here. I'm talking real here. You see, right. If you're redheaded, that's what he gave. Be proud of your red hair. People, you know, years ago he said redheaded people were mean and freckles. People had freckles with this and that. No, he put freckles on. No, I love that. He wanted me to be that. Do you understand? You know what gets me is, uh, some of y'all got these leopard plaid stuff you wear. God put those spots on the leopard. He put that stripes on the zebra. They ain't complaining, but you complaining. You see? see? Nobody should have to tell you, you look nice this morning. They can if they want to, but you ought to know that because he clothed you just like he did the flowers. Yeah. You ought to be comfortable in your own skin. These young girls in here, you ain't got to have no dude tell you what you look like and don't look like. Are you kidding me? So I'm glad. 
All right. Told you I was going to go slow. Take your time. What he's trying to do here is get you to relax. I love that. Relax. relax. Quit. Relax. Yes. Just relax. Look, r relax. You see? All right. To not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. Slow down. Slow down. Relax. Be off trying, trying to get stuff. What God is going to give you will last longer than what anybody else will. Because some of you all in there say amen if you understand what I'm talking about. Some of you all got what you wanted. And they remind you of it. That was good. That was good. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Right. But God gives you something. He don't bring it up again. All right. Now, this is good teaching. All right, here we go. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. Mm -hmm. But you know both God and how he works. I'm going to wait to that song. I'm going to wait to my point in time. There's a joke said all my point in time. I'm going to wait till my change come. When God gets ready for that change, he'll make that change. And then it'll be right. And he won't throw it in my face. He won't bring it up again. All right. And he won't ask for it back. All right. In verse 33, he tells us to steep our life first in God reality. Put your life in God's reality. Now, here's something that and you may hear me say it, but we say it wrong. And you hear it on, the, on TV all the time. You got to live your truth. You want to live your truth. You want to live God's truth. That's why I came to God. Because I was living my truth. And when I found out what my truth was. That wasn't working. So I want to live God's truth. I want to live in God's reality, not my reality. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That's God's truth. All right, here we go. And God's reality is the quality of state of things that actually exist or being real. And that's what I want to be. I want to be real. Because I tell you all things about me that other pastors won't say. That's right. right? It's the truth. I can be a butthole sometimes. Yes. Guess what? So can you. <laughs> you ain't going to think the less of me because I sometimes act like you act. Right. Huh? So ain't no reason me saying, yeah, sometimes I can get there. You see, I had to apologize to one of our church members. Uh, Monday? Shake your head if it's Monday. Monday because I was frustrated with somebody else in here. And didn't say it was out of order the way I spoke to her. I, I didn't sleep Sunday night. And when I called her to apologize, I hope I didn't wake her up because I was out. I don't get a pass because I'm pastor. Right. I don't give you a pass. I don't get a pass. And I called her up and apologized to her. And she was saying, no, I knew. No, no, no. Even though I'm frustrated, I don't get a pass. Because I'm living God's truth and not my truth. Right. Amen. So I expect you to do it, then I do it. Yes, y'all's pastor went crazy Sunday, and he was out of line, and he don't get a pass. I wasn't living God's reality. I was living my reality. And my reality says sometimes I got a right to go off. God's reality is love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I had to apologize. It wasn't big of me. It was right of me. You see? That's how you do it. 
Second, we are to steep our life into God initiative. God initiative. And God initiative is the power or opportunity to act or take charge. In take charge the way God would have me to take charge. You see? God ain't impressed with me walking around here. I'm Pastor Fields. Really. Right. But are you God-motivated, Holy Ghost-filled, guided Pastor Fields? You see? My wife reminds me all the time that I might want to listen to that preacher at Christ Temple North. <laughs> For real. God initiative is also the ability to judge what needs to be done, take action without suggestion from other people. On my own. I want God to speak to me. There's a lot of single folks in here, right? It, what, what, don't go looking for somebody. Ask God to send you to somebody. That's right. You see, some people want to buy houses in here. Ask God to lead and guide you. He'll direct your business. And we got some folks in business, one sitting there. He'll direct that. Put him here there first. Okay. And third, steep your life in God provisions, which is a stock of needed materials or supplies, arrangement or preparation beforehand as the doing of something, the meeting of needs, or the supplying of means. He'll do all that for you. I ain't got to go with that again. Keep going. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't worry about missing out. What are you missing out on? I tell young people all the time they want to grow up. Well, one thing you're going to figure out when you get up there ain't much there. Say amen. <laughs> How many of you in here wait, couldn't wait till I grew up and get away from home? That's the craziest ideal I ever had. You see, I don't want to stay here. I want to go to college and, you know, right? And some of you still paying on that college thing, right? Could have stayed, went to junior college here free for two years, right? You know what I'm saying? But I want to be free. Free from what? Free to do what? Free to make a mess out of your life? And I want amen. So I only want people to understand that. Some of us made a mess of our life with our freedom. Know what I'm talking about? I want to, I want to, I don't want to stay in here. My parents, my parents are acting like I'm a child. You are a child. <laughs> That's the craziest thing ever heard of. I'm, I'm 18 years old, 17 years old, and, and I'm grown. Ain't got a nickel in your pocket, and you grown. What for? God has blessed you. You need to slow down. This message is a good message for all of us. All right? Verse 34 tells us, Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Give your attention to what God is doing right now. What's he doing in your life right now? Miss your right now will cause you to miss your future. Because your future is right now. Do you understand it? That's right. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. Don't be worried about it. You may not even be here. It's about right now. What's going on in my life right now. Do you understand? You see, don't worry about tomorrow. You better take care of today. God, what would you have me to do today? You see? There was a football team that uh, was worried about the future and they gave a quarterback 146 
million dollars contract. $53 million up front. Name Aaron Rodgers. Had the worst season he's ever had since he's been playing football. But they wanted to keep him, so they gave him all that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you can pay too much for what you think the mall's gonna give you and lose what you got for the day. You better get that, all right? <laughs> God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. God will help you deal with it when the time comes. When the time comes, he'll help you deal with it. Sometimes people look at me. I remember one time that none of you all were there. Maybe the pounders were there. And that's when we were over on Linwood. And my sister came in, and she was all crying. And they were about to fall apart and because... Uh, our, our father had had a heart attack and they rushed him to uh, the hospital. And uh, some of my members said, well, well Pastor, you got to go. Yeah, I said, no, no. I told them, y'all go. I'll be there when I get through doing my message and doing everything. And everybody thought I was wrong. He lived 25 years after all that <laughs> stuff was going on. <laughs> really? When you have a heart attack, where do they put you at? In the emergency room, right? And when they have a heart, who did let go in there? No family members for two or three hours. So I done my son. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Wasn't worried about it. I had to take care of what I had to take care of. All right? Okay. And lastly, Philippians 4 and 19. I have, okay. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God will meet all your needs spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. He'll meet all your needs. Slow down. Relax, people. You know what's good to do on Christmas? Do the same thing you do on Thanksgiving. Have a good meal. Don't worry about what's up under a tree. Love one another. Respect one another. You see, give a gift to Jesus in that box over there that they got sitting out there. That's right. I was so glad that you tried to, when you talked to our congregation, I was smiling back there. Sick of all of this depression and stress. There's none of you in here got any reason to be depressed. You, you, none of you in here got a reason to be depressed. You woke up this morning, God done lit, got you to church, you done had a great praise and worship. You heard, what, what are you doing? Right. What, what are you doing? Right? Now, you can miss somebody. But being stressed and depressed, no, 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 no. That don't make no sense to me. Because there are some people that have given you a good life. They've given you wonderful. They've given you love. They've given you joy. And they were put in your life for whatever period of time it's supposed to be. You can't be depressed over that. And they're going on in. That could be their purpose in life. Was that they finished their purpose in life. I am not, I don't get depressed at all, but I am not depressed because I think about my mother's gone, my father's gone, my best friend's gone, all this. No, 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 no. My best friend, you all remember, he used to come up here every five years and speak, told me out of his own mouth that he was ready to go to heaven. And, and, and I'll tell you this here little thing, and I'll sit down, I think. I'll tell you this thing, I think, sit down. You all remember Bill Allen, right? Yes. He was the fullback, I was the tailback. And he always wanted to outrun me. 
but he never had the speed to outrun me because, you know, I'm a little guy. And little guys run fast. They call them scatbacks. They don't know what they call them now. And he was a big fullback, and he'd always say, Chet, because he called him a middle name, let's race. I said, man, you can't run. I ain't wasting my time running. You man, I beat you all the time. So we in the car, and I'm taking him back for chemo. And he's got, uh, they told me he had a few weeks to live. And he's going to chemo, and he looks over, and he says, Chet? I said, what? He said, I'm going to beat you. I said, man, I ain't hear that fool. He says, I'm going to get to heaven before you get there. I said, you're good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. So, so I can't be depressed over someone who knew God and lived a God life, who is saved, who is going into the kingdom of God. Right. Amen to that. The Isaac's up. Say amen to that. Amen. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We, we're not going to be a depressed people in this church, right? We love the Lord, right? Yes. We blessed, right? Yes. And we want his, we, we, we treat him before we treat others. If you treat him before you treat others, he'll put you in the way that you can treat others. Does that make sense? They're coming up. I'm just talking to them. Now give me a hand clap. 